Okay, beautiful people. It's your girl Paula. Hey, it's Michelle. So we just want to welcome you guys back to another podcast. Really appreciate you guys listening. Um, just before we get into it, I just want to apologize for my raspy voice. I might be coughing a little bit. You know, we're getting over this wonderful cold. Welcome to Canada, where, you know, it's gray and cloudy and it snows. And it gets to minuses. Um, <laughs> so, you ain't wrong about you know, that. So we're just going to recap based on what we talked about, like towards the ending of our last podcast about adulting and see where like we've come so far and what our experiences are and what we would kind of envision for ourselves. So there you go. Yeah. So we just had a couple questions here that we're just going to kind of put down on the table for Paula and myself. So just one thing, like just kind of going over the last podcast and thinking. So basically this episode is about adulting in what um what as a teenager or maybe a even a young adult what was it that you had envisioned adulthood or adulting to be like did you vision it to be easy and did you have the tools do you find that you had the tools to equip you for adulting i feel like when I was a teenager I had this vision of being an adult as being like everything I felt like in my mind I thought that everything would just kind of fall into place on its own you know um I think because I when I saw my parents I never really saw them like struggle or like run around and like trying to pay stuff and they never really talked about bills and that sort so to me I was like adulting is like you go to work, you come home, you have supper, you go to sleep, you do it all over again. Um, I would honestly say that, no, I was not fully equipped with all the tools that I necessarily think I needed in order to evolve into adulthood from my teenage years. Um, based on just simple education, like when I was in high school, they took out a lot of the essential courses that now... I find that like they're trying to pull back into the education system. So there's like um, those like uh, what, home economic classes, like sex education. They mm. took all of that out when I was in high school. So mm-hmm. we never really got into that. And even something that's basically my husband was laughing at me today. He's like, you guys ever like learn how to read a map? I'm like, why would I need to learn how to read a map? <laughs> you know, he's like, mm. he's like, do you know, like, like North Southwest? I'm like, I don't care about those, but it's essential now. <laughs> I'm looking at it, so and it's funny because he said it, but then I have zero sense of direction, right? So I find mm. that that also came into play with that, and even as far as finances, zero. Like I find that in economics mm-hmm. class, they never they taught us the basis of economics, but they never went into depth about what it really means or how to manage things when you grow and you get older and you have to like pay bills and do this and learn how to save and Mm -hmm. kind of like regroup yourself and not be a hot mess while you're doing it. So (laughs) I feel like, no, not prepared at all. I hear you. I hear you. I remember, I, I think I was the last in my school. I think we were the last set of kids that got home economics because then it was removed the following year and you did learn things about like more so um 
how to cook, how to measure stuff, how to clean, how to iron, things like that. And I thought it was useful because I think I read an article maybe like a month or two ago and they were saying that some millennials don't even know how to boil egg or boil rice. I was like, are you kidding me? Seriously? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I thought that was like cooking 101, how to make rice, how to boil an egg, but I guess not. Um, As a teenager, you know what? I guess I never really, I guess I never really had a a view of what adulting is like. I'm going to be honest. As a teenager, I was just kind of rolling with the punches. Mm. I was more about kind of enjoying my life now. I didn't see my future as a teenager. I just wanted to enjoy it now. You know, you're partying now. You're getting with the hottest boy in school Mm -hmm. now. You have no care in the world. Like, you're not thinking about the future. Um, In terms of financial literacy, I didn't get that from my parents either. I didn't get that from school. Um, so when I got my first credit card, (laughs) oh boy, was that a huge reality check. And, uh, I had, I learned the hard way. I actually got myself into a lot of trouble when I got my first credit card because I managed to, um, rack up a thousand dollars on my credit card. And at that time, I'm working minimum wage. Minimum wage is what, 10, 1075? Yeah, yeah, something like that. 1075. Imagine I have to pay back $1,000 and I'm only making maybe $300 every two weeks because I'm working part time, yeah. right? I'm in school full time. And I'm so my parents didn't help me out. They were like, this is a valuable lesson. Let this be a lesson to you. You know, like, I had to learn (laughs) the hard way. And so I had to manage to pull myself out of that piece of debt by myself, no help from my parents. So I think it's very important. And if schools are not going to do it, then your parents should be the one to definitely educate you on things like that. Like, I feel like maybe it's... um, Immigrant parents, but immigrant parents, especially with daughters, their main concern is I need to make sure my child is educated and does not get pregnant. Does not get pregnant. Does not get pregnant. Does not get pregnant. Okay, but there's other things that you teach your child too. I understand the fear of not getting pregnant, but it's not that bad, right? Like, think of it this way. Let's hypothetically say your daughter gets pregnant. If she does not have the financial tools, she's staying at your place forever. <laughs> With that baby. You can kick her out, but then your child and your grandchild's out on the street. And knowing grandparents, they're not doing that to their grandbabies. Like, I see how my mom is with my daughter and my son. Man, she would never kick <laughs> She'd never kick me out. But then if I didn't have the financial, like the financial tools, financial literacy, that I could be stuck living at my parents' place because I didn't build credit. Let's say I never took a credit card out, right? I'd have to stay maybe one, two years until I built my credit in order for me to get my own plate, Mm. right? So 
I never really had a vision. If a teenager, like whatever, let me have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess as an adult, that's when it kind of changed. I um, had friends that were more so coming towards maybe the end of my university life, but I had friends that had their own place. I had friends that had better looking cars than mm-hmm. me. That's what I started to think about. I want that. I want to get my own place. I want a nice car. And then I started to envision, okay, so the goal is after university, you save a down payment to get a condo. Right? Mind you, I saved a down payment, but I didn't get no condo. So <laughs> I ended up getting a townhouse because things, you know how things move quickly for us. I got pregnant with Janae after graduation. And so we had to save for a townhouse or a house or whatever we could mm-hmm. afford. So that was my, I guess, vision at the time is I wanted a condo. I thought I was going to be living in Montreal a little while longer, um, to be fair. But yeah, that was pretty much, um, and my view about adulting. I thought it was gonna be, maybe this is the naive part of me, but I thought it was gonna be like a walk in the park. Like you, I had no understanding that there, um, with my parents, like I didn't know that, like bills needed to be yeah. paid, and if we didn't pay, like no. There was no discussion about that with my parents. Like, you didn't know. Like, for example, right. I just learned what an RSP was, is last year. Let's just... The retirement. Yeah, let's just say I'm in my late okay. 30s. Oh, sorry, not late 30s. Well, I'm in my late 20s. So, just goes to show you that, like, these are not things that we spoke about naturally. Nope. So. Nope. I don't even know if most of our listeners even have a plan for retirement for in case of emergencies. Yeah. You know, or for your kids' for, tuition. Yeah. If, if... Oh, girl. Money just comes and it goes. It's quick. Quick, 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 quick. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and I'm learning, like, I feel like adulting for my parents' generation and maybe could agree uh, or maybe you could disagree with this but for our parents generation I feel as though our parents had enough to split it amongst what needed it to go and then still have money at the end of the day so so then my next question was in terms of adulting now do you find that um it's easy for you or is it hard for you or is there anything that you wish you learned more about before jumping into adulting? I think that you're never ready for adulting, regardless of how prepared mm. you are. It's I find that adulting, it became harder for me once um, I got married and had a kid. I don't know, maybe this is like jumping okay. the gun for me, but I find that being a mom is a lot more easier than being a wife. So that aspect of, like, adulting was, like, really hard for me because it's like, oh, okay, I can be an adult. Like, the the part of my adult life where I was just adulting without being someone's mother, being someone's wife, 
what's easier for me than being in a partnership with somebody but as far as like finances I oh my god I wish I knew so much more because it would have prepared me um for everything you know as far as like understanding how credit scores work how to save money for a down payment uh on the property for saving for RSPs and there's so much that goes into like RSPs and like banking and like saving and it's crazy. And I wish that um, I would have got a little bit more help with that because it's like, I mean, all I really had to do was because my parents paid for school. Right. So I didn't necessarily right. have when I worked, I just kind of spent my money on food and clothes. Right. So there was no concept of me. Like, okay, I want to buy this. No, if I want to buy something, I'll just buy it. Or if it was something huge, I'll just, like, swipe a credit card. And then that was it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so adulting, for me, based on, like, finances, I wish I knew more. But adulting, based mm-hmm. on life, it's, like, you're just never ready for it. And, and like, it just hits you so many curveballs. And I'm just, like, eh. Oh, trust me. I'm with you on that one. I wish I had more gems. You know, like your parents, I guess their main concern, I think it's more so immigrant parents. Mm -hmm. Immigrant parents want to make sure that their kids are set up for school. They never think about setting them up financially. Uh, It's one thing that I wish my parents would have done. And I understand that at that time, it was really big about getting a university degree. I wish my parents would have maybe geared me towards, like, thinking outside of the box. Yes. Like, other ways to so make income. Of, Is that what you mean? Okay. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, instead of going to a university program, maybe a trade. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so, I, not necessarily, like, you know, like a hands-on trade. Like, I mean programs where you can get a job right away for example you could be a medical assistant a medical receptionist yeah. I, think called, I don't know but yeah it's a medical assistant right um you could work as a nurse yes. you could work as a hygienist like there are other things and having to go to university I, exactly because i find that those are the types of jobs that there's always a demand for very much so there's always going to be a need for an assistant there's always going to be a need for uh, a nurse, especially a nurse, um, things like that. Whereas when you go into university, even if you went into finance, because I know somebody who went into finance, when she graduated, she didn't even work in finance. finance. Right? You, so you spent all this time in university, and you don't even end up working in your field, which is, I think my partner graduated out of something like, and he's not, and it has nothing to do. <laughs> His job has nothing to do with what he graduated out of. You're right. Yeah. So I would have, because I feel like if I had that, then that would have set me up financially. I would have been done school earlier. Okay. Um, and then the money that my parents would have saved for me to do university, I could have used that to <laughs> payment on a house. Right? Or, or rather, a car. Right. So instead of finishing university at 27, I could have finished school maybe at 20, uh, maybe 23. And then the remaining funds, they could have said here, the rest you can use to start your life. 
I think there was a perception with her parents that university, you go to school, you start your life. So once you go to university, you land that job and you will start your life. You will make the money to start your life. But that was not the case for millennials. A lot of millennials are coming out of university, highly educated, highly overqualified, and they're going to be working underqualified or underpaid jobs. Yeah. I heard of people who got master's program who are working at a call center. Pretty much. Like we're, we're, uh, we're the most overqualified generation. I never thought of but, it that way. Like, I don't know. Now that you're saying it, yeah. it's like, it's coming, it's hitting me. Like, seriously, like, I feel like our parents are so focused on like, go to university, get a master's, get a PhD. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah. but while I'm doing that, like, shouldn't I like sustain life? Because at the end of the day, like once you do all these things and it's like, by the time you finish work, you finish school, you're like so much older. And then they're like, why are you not married? Where the children they? Yeah. Did it? And just like, yeah. Okay. Lucky for me, that wasn't even a question. It wasn't even a thought. You know, like my parents were, they were just kind of relieved that they got me through university without getting me pregnant, <laughs> without me getting pregnant. Like, like, whoo, she made it. She just <laughs> made it because my last year I ended up pregnant. Like, whoo, yes, <laughs> we did a job. <laughs> so um, I think that financially that would have set me up. And that is definitely something that I'm going to encourage my child to do. Look outside yeah. the box. I know that I personally think that if you're going to go to university, do it for things like law, um, being a doctor, but if you're doing other things, I don't really see the need to go to university for it. Honestly. I do understand that it will, it should um, give you a high paying job, but there's no guarantee. Honestly, no. And I think that was, yeah. I think that was a dream that was sold to our parents. So our parents bought the dream and then instilled it into us. And then now we're grown up thinking, oh, we're going to get this job because we have a university degree, and we don't. Very much so. Because I feel like even, like, me, as far as, like, even working, like, yeah, okay, I have a bachelor's degree, but I have, like, sorry, I'm about to cough. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry. I have um, educators that are, um, who work with me, and they just have a high school diploma, and I remember one of them was literally making a full dollar more than me, and I really it See? really pissed me off See? because it's like I went through all this and she gets still gets paid more than me more and, the, than and it was like it made no sense because she had like zero qualifications for the job and it, it's like is it because I undersold myself no I have the degree I have the paper to show it she ain't got nothing yeah and the only difference between her and I me, did the yeah. you did the time and the study no, and the effort. endless sleepless nights and it's like this is what I got and I found out like like, I see that measuring up a lot of times. Like, even my sister, who's a nurse, she has her bachelor's degree in nursing, too. Nursing, you don't have to go to bachelor's, but she, um, you know, right. to really because you can just do the college degree. So, and she's saying that, like, right. PABs are making just as much as she is. And it's like, she, she remembers. What's a PAB? PAB is a personal, oh, PAB, personal assistant. All I know is that... Oh, nurses assistant? No, there's two different things. A PAB and a nursing assistant is two different. So PAB, I think, is the ones that, like, oh, okay. come and, like, wash the patients and, like, do all the, like, sorry to say, uh, but, like, the um, dirty work. Whereas, like, a nursing assistant can actually administer medication with... And, like, take oh. blood and stuff like that. And a nurse, too. But, like... And she says, like, when she graduated, she made, like, 33 cents more than her 
if she had obtained oh, her wow. college degree. And she's like, so like PBs now are like fighting for all these positions and like they're getting it more. And they're, they're like, like, I don't know how to say it in English, but Lichelon is like so much closer. Like, um, the scale, you know, it's like they're, they're really yeah, the up scale. to them. And it's like, she's like, it's so unfair. You know, like she yep. busted her ass, like the sleepless nights uh, and yep. like all the studying. And then it's like they do like a, a year course and boom. You know, they're making the yeah. money the same, almost the same yeah. amount, if not yeah. more than what their store nursing is. Yeah, it's it's messed up. It's so messed up. Um, and that's one thing about adulting that sucks. We got the raw end yeah. of the stick. What pisses me off, and I know we'll discuss this probably on another podcast, is I get a lot of the baby boomers calling millennials um Things like uh, we think we're entitled uh, and it irks me to the core because there are two different generations going through two different situations. The baby boomers practically got shit handed to them on a silver planet for the most part, right? For the most part. I'm not going to say all baby boomers, but for the most part, they were able to get jobs. No problem. Now, the millennials, a lot, like I said, a lot of us are educated, and if not more educated, highly educated, looking at masters and, and PhDs, we're overqualified, but we're not landing mm-hmm. jobs because you're overqualified. I remember hearing a story about somebody, uh, one of my friends said that her friend had a PhD in something, and they told the person, so she, he went for an interview and so when he went home, he thought he landed it. He got a letter saying, unfortunately, we are not going. And he didn't understand. He had all the, he was overqualified. So he kind of reached out to HR and said, hey, you know, like, I really thought I was going to get this. What did I do wrong? And he's like, honestly, it was not you. It's just you're too overqualified for the position. Really what that dumbs down to, Paula, is they don't want, exactly. They don't want to pay him that much. They don't want to pay him. They rather exactly. take a high school graduate and teach them and pay them the bare minimum than pay a university yep. graduate that like has all the qualifications and everything yep. and then having to pay them that extra yeah saving money yep. that's it that's how businesses are right now right they don't really care and we i don't know about you but the way that toronto is going every it just feels like you it really feels like you're 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 swimming in the deep end and the waves are coming because you just can't catch a break. Something comes up, payment. Something comes up, mm-hmm. payment. Like I just found out that they're trying to charge people now to park their car at the ghost station when the ghost station parking was free. Like it's just you're trying to get ahead. Keep pulling it's, it, it feels like a exactly. It's like you know that saying, uh, two steps forward, five <laughs> yeah. steps back." It feels exactly like that, and that's I, I find that's the suckiest part about adulting, you know. And I'm not sitting here trying to complain, but I just feel like you know you like you and I, we both went to university, we did our dues. Now I think we should we should be compensated well about it. And it just irks me when I hear baby boomers say that we think we're entitled. Like no, 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 we're not saying that we're not entitled. But how would you feel if this was you? Would you just be like, oh yeah, just suck it up, take mm-hmm. it? work the bare minimum, a low salary that, you know, like you can't even pay maybe a good portion of your bills. So, I don't know. I find that 
the raw end of the stick in terms of adulting is, is that it's like you pay all this money for school, you get out of school, and you get like an 18 17 $19 an hour job. I know. It's, 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 it's pretty bad, but I don't know. I just, it just bothers me, I guess, about that. Um, now, is there any types of like gems that you might have that you learn and that you kind of want to pass down to others? Um, from adulting. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I would say it's, it's, it's not an easy road, but if you just keep pushing, honestly, like, you know what you want and go for it. And like, like, I wouldn't want to tell someone like, don't, like go to school or to get educated because education is key right but at the end of the mm-hmm. day it's like do you really want to be in school for such a prolonged amount of time and then come out and you won't necessarily get the job you need or you know I feel like the only thing that really helped me in adulting was working in the field while going to school Right. Right. So if that is a possibility for you guys, hey, why not? Just go for it. And another thing is, guys, get your finances in check. Because as yeah. far as that, like, you know, I think that one thing that my parents made as a mistake, I love you, mom and dad. But um with me adulting is when I hit 18 moms, like, get a credit card. I was like, okay. But like I feel like if she would have sat me down and explained to me this is the concept of a credit card because I'm sure she had a credit card beforehand. I would have been able to manage it or at least I would have been aware because when you go to the bank, they're just like, oh, you're 18, sign here, sign here. Two weeks, you get the credit card, right? Right. What happened to me is like, I think I remember this vividly. Like, I don't know why these numbers appear to me like, but they do. My first thing that I spent was, I think I was having like my 18th or 19th birthday and I went shopping and I bought... Um, items for 127 and 85 cents right oh wow she got the cents <laughs> down my first bill came along and all i had to pay was 1121 right so that's what i did mm-hmm. not knowing the minimum that, payment knowing that interest was accumulating on the thing right and the thing Ooh. is like i find that like adulting in school being in school is something that you really have to learn how to manage because you're not always going to work the same amount of hours all the time during every week because certain weeks you need more time to study so it's just like just learn how to manage your time and manage your finances around that because it does get a little bit complicated um yeah and the only thing is like that sucks about adulting is the fact that like sadly canada we live on a world in we live in a society where like everything is like credit so you need good credit to buy a home you need good credit to buy a car you need good credit to get um to even get an apartment you need good credit to for a car everything self yeah. though yeah so guys if anything make sure the credit is good stay focused do what you gotta do and most of yeah, all enjoy it. it like i find that the prime years of my life was not when i was an adult yeah 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 in your 20s yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you, um, being that what you know now, do you see yourself parenting your child's, like, differently? Do you see yourself, <laughs> now that you know what piece of the puzzle was missing for you, 
are you see, do you see yourself incorporating that yeah. in with your big son? time? Um, I'm not gonna have as many kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I believe in. Um, my husband says my parents spoiled spoiled us and spent so much money on extracurriculum activities, but really, like I really, there's a lot of things I would do differently, but there's a lot of things I would still do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, like what? Uh, like the extracurricular activities, loved it. I did, I right. did figure skating. I did ballet. I did dance. I did gymnastics. Wow. I did swimming. Failed. Wow. I did piano. I played few, flute and violin, like. Uh- and soccer failed horribly. The only thing I stuck to was dancing. <laughs> so um, the one thing I would keep is like um, my parents' involvement in our lives. I would totally keep that. But as far as like okay. um, communication with my child, with our child, is is mm-hmm. key. Like have conversations with your child. Like like um, go to open houses. Ugh, my parents didn't do that though. But just have an open yeah, communication. Neither. Like figure out what they want to do. Don't pressure. I wouldn't pressure my son to necessarily go to university let him right. kind of figure it out one thing i would have loved to been able to do was um take a year off and go backpacking <gasps> i would have loved Girl. to do that my parents were a little too scared they're like listen i was not allowed to ever sleep over anybody's house because my parents were scared that i was not going to come back in one piece whatever that's just a, oh jesus yeah. okay that's the society we live in <laughs> whatever but that's something i would have loved to do you get to learn so many things from that so sorry trust me you get to learn yourself and I don't, if you remember the last episode that we were doing i was telling my parents that i wanted to take a gap yeah. year and, and oh my god like my my parents went into a frenzy <laughs> they're just like okay well we're gonna try you can't go you can't right, go right, and right. they they were just so upset and then um i said i'm doing it i'm doing it i'm not applying and like well if you do it then you can't live live here you're gonna have to move out i'm like that like, I feel like they were just a little too extra. Yeah. It's not that serious, you know? I know people who took a, a year off to figure out what they wanted to do, to figure themselves out. I mean, you know what kind of bothers me? Parents who had shit together from the beginning. That irks me. Like, they tell you, oh, when I was yeah. a, when I was 14, I knew what I wanted to be. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. I'm not that kid. I need to figure it out. I didn't know what I wanted to do. You're asking a... 16, 17, 18-year-olds, what they want to do for the rest of their lives. Sure it is. It's very demanding. And no, but it's even, I find that it's even younger than that. I think they ask you to figure this out when like, you're 15, when you need to know the prerequisites of what you need to get into college. Right? And it's so I hard. mean, I've just, I just feel like you guys are putting unnecessary stress on yourself, the kid and the kid, because the kid is already stressing out, trying to figure mm-hmm. out what they need to, what they want to do. And I'm, you know what, I'm really happy if there are some kids who know what they want to do in life. That is great. But let me tell you how many times I've changed my mind. No. I've lost count. Don't you remember the last episode <laughs> when I said I want to be a stripper? <laughs> Cardi B is a good girl. <laughs> Yo, honestly though, real talk, I have so much respect for strippers. Trust me. Dude, that is, uh, let me tell you, I did pole dancing. That shit ain't easy. No, I just, <laughs> to the floor okay let's keep it real <laughs> it wasn't going Girl, anywhere I can't even look myself up. trust me I, so if you became a stripper i'm like girl snap snap more power right. to you because you making money it's so funny because i know somebody who did end up become who did that and i'm just sitting here like she didn't go to school like she didn't like 
go up into higher education. Mm-hmm. She was like someone that you went to high school with, and then you kind of hear, oh, back like she, she's a stripper. And I'm thinking, she's probably making a hell of a lot more money than me. I'm sure <laughs> she comes in with my monthly salary in one night. Let's just put it that way. And what exactly? I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, I should have been a stripper. Trust me. Well, should have been I should go back and find my kindergarten teacher and look at her face and be like, why did you discourage me? You why? know, they make more money than, than us. You're right. They make probably the same amount in mm-hmm. one day. It's not a weekend, but in still. One it's money. Right? So I'm just like, you know what? I, I, I think for me... For sure, I'm going to give Janae the gems of saving. Yes. I think, like, when she's, I don't know about now, maybe when she's, like, six or seven, we're going to start incorporating uh, allowance. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we're going to teach her, you know, you should save your money because if there's a toy that you want, give her, like, let the ball yeah, roll. Make her understand the In concept. terms of yeah. saving. And then when it comes to the point of... um like her trying to find out what she wants to do for the rest of her life. I would, I don't know if they have any programs, but they should have programs where they allow kids to foreshadow jobs. They actually did. And you know, they took it out of the curriculum. Really? Because my older sister who was a year before me. Yeah. Cause we're 18 in March. Wait, no, we were two years apart in school. She had it. Okay. And when I came into high school, it was no longer there. They should have that. They should yeah. allow kids to sit the, down. What was the name of that class? Oh. Anyway, she loved it. She loved it. I, I mean, why not? You get to sit down and really figure out what you want to do. They did art. They, they, right? they, they did like woodwork. They did so many things. Like they had like mechanics. Like there were so many things you could do. There was like a chef. Oh, I loved it. But we never got See? it. See? Like you Shoot, you could probably, if you wanted to be a lawyer, you could maybe spend a day with a lawyer, see what it's like to be in a courtroom, see how much it is to prep it. Maybe, you know, see how much they have to read just to get an idea if that's something that you wanted to do. Girl, I went through so many things. I remember six-year-old Michelle wanted to be a princess. I had a dream that I was going to marry Harry. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that didn't happen. Well, it could have, you know, he married a black girl, half black, but whatever. You know? He did, but it wasn't black, black. It wasn't black, 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 black. Okay, it was like black with a lot of milk. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of milk. <laughs> I wanted to marry Prince Harry when I was six. By the time I turned 10, I knew that shit was not happening. I don't live in the UK. So I had to regroup. <laughs> and then I decided I wanted to be um, a-, a lawyer. And then when I saw how much reading law requires, like, screw that. I don't want to do law anymore. And I decided to be... Adios. You know? And then I decided, okay, let me try paralegal. Paralegal is the same thing. And then at that point, I was lost. I was forever lost, and I didn't know what else I wanted to do. So I think uh, definitely something for if there's any parents listening to this podcast and they've got young, young adults or teenagers entering adulthood, please do not panic. If your child does not know what they want to do, just be there to guide them along the way, right? Show them options. And if your child wants to take a gap year, 
take a gap year. It won't kill just you. Just make sure they have an action plan. It's, it's, That's it's it. not that the child is going to take a gap year and sit at home and play video games or just parade around town. No, they need to have an action plan. A plan. Like, figure out what they're going to do. Right. Like, it's going to be this long. Okay, I'm only going to be gone for this amount of time. I will return back to work or school or this or that, but have an action plan. And have an open discussion exactly. with your children. Like, have conversations. Like, dinner time is for conversations. I always tell, yes. I, try to, I try to get it to my husband, like, dinner table, no cell phones, no TV, is where you interact with each other, figure out what they did. During. Like, yeah. if you get to, like, get those conversation going, you will know what your kid is interested in, too. You won't necessarily push them into things that they didn't want to do or don't want to do. Exactly. Exactly. You get to know your yeah. child a lot better and you get to, you get a minute to be in their world, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we are so busy. This world is always about go, 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 yeah. go. Or at least this society, go, go, go. That when you come at the table, it's a great time to just kind of regroup, refocus and kind of learn something that you may not have known, right? Um, or get to know your children as well. So I definitely encourage parents not to panic. Don't panic if you're six year-old says that the after university want to take a year off you won't die i promise you you won't die but as paula said i do agree with you they should have a plan right i have no idea what's going to happen if let's say my daughter says she wants to take a year off i'd be okay with it i don't know about her dad i'm hoping her dad's okay with it i don't know we'll We'll see i'm hoping Exactly. You just figure it out. Like whether it's I'm going to work, I'm going to travel and traveling is a great mm-hmm. way to kind of find yourself as an individual. I feel, right? so, not to cut you, I feel like a lot of the knowledge that humans have cannot always be learned in classrooms. That's it. You need experiences yeah. You need to be in, in the situation to learn the lesson. Right? And I don't, you're right, you can't always learn the saying, sometimes you have to be street yep. smart, not book smart. It's great if you understand the textbooks, but sometimes the best experience comes from the, yep. like, not, not say like the street, yeah, but we get what <laughs> comes from. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just me. In terms of adulting, um, I've definitely encouraged, and you know what, I'm 31, and I'm still trying to figure out my life. Like, what do I want to do? And oh, another thing I would definitely encourage is, um, as a parent, if you see your child has a knack to be an entrepreneurial, encourage yeah. that. You never know, right? So if, they, if if little Susie says she wants to open up a lemonade stand, open up a lemonade stand. That could be it. That could be that she might have some entrepreneurial. Because sometimes, if you think about it, not everybody's meant to work for somebody. That's true. Some people want to work for themselves, right? And I don't, I find maybe our parents' generation was really big on get an education, get a job. So you're working for somebody instead of get an education and use those tools to make somebody work Mm -hmm. for you. Because... That'd be great. Right? Like, I'm always thinking about ways. I could come up with like a million and one ideas. Doesn't necessarily mean that all my ideas are great. <laughs> Listen, I've started YouTube pages. Um, I've started blogs. I've done a lot of things. <laughs> Either I'm not consistent with it or I failed. Right? 
but I still have that mindset as I want to do something and, and I want yeah. it exactly right and I want it to be like you know you want something that's yours that's true. that's my stamp that's the Michelle stamp and I would definitely encourage entrepreneur um, or a side hustle like as an adult it's great to have a nine to five but it's also great to have a five mm-hmm. to nine yeah yeah you're making extra income um that is something I'm definitely looking into. I'm looking at, I mean, not now. I'm just kind of enjoying Matley, but maybe once I go back to work, I'm also looking at a, a side hustle. So. Yeah, that's pretty much how, I mean, at least for me, how I see adulting. Um, adulting in terms of the typical, once you graduate school, you get yourself a job. Uh, once you get the job, you'll get your own place. And then everything just kind of falls mm-hmm. into place. Like you find a partner, get married, you have kids. Um, I will say the biggest thing that I learned was purchasing a home. Yes. That was the biggest, oh, moment for me. <laughs> I didn't realize how fast mm-hmm. it goes. I don't know about Montreal's housing market, but but Toronto's housing market, it it, it when we were looking, it was bidding yeah, war. Same here. Okay. See, well, because I purchased in the time where it was a seller's market, so literally, yes. I I think I got outbidded out of four places. Yeah, outbidded. People were overbidding wow. the price, so. Yeah. So you guys are, do you find that house prices have been like, have kind of ballooned? Like crazy because where we live, we live off of Island, off of Peak, obviously, because Montreal's slightly more expensive. And off of Island, okay. it has like, okay, when my sister first purchased, it was like, I would, I'm not going to say it's peanuts, but it was affordable. Now it's like, you're looking in the half millions. For, really? You know, 500? Yeah, you're in the 500s for. A single, like not attached, just a single home, three bedrooms, unfinished basement. Oh my goodness. So you guys are pretty much um, almost like Toronto. Well, Well, we're a little bit more now. We're about 700 in in the Durham region. So where I'm in, that's expensive. uh, They've gone up to 700. Whereas back in the day, we think that it started off at the twos the 200 by the time i had janae or i was pregnant with janae it was in the 500 um and now i see for like 700 yeah it's expensive because it's ballooned that's crazy so i mean we had only we've only put an offer on two places so the first one was a bidding war the first one we loved and uh, it was a bidding war in which I decided like we should tap out after a while. Cause I'm like, this is just going to go insane. Um, and we did tap out and it did balloon a lot um, bigger than what we had anticipated mm-hmm. to be. Um, we were looking when it was a buyer's market. So it was in our favor okay. to buy, 
But I think it was in a favor for a lot of people to buy. And that's why we had a lot of bidding. There was a lot of bidding wars going on. Um, so the first house, the reason why there was a bidding war really was because um, uh, the house was moving ready. Legit. All you had to do is purchase your furniture. No need for renovations. Oh. Nothing. Nothing. It, the owners had done everything from top to bottom, literally. Um, so, of course, we lost that one. <laughs> um, then the second uh, location was this one, the house that I'm at now. Uh, it was not, it was actually sitting on the market for a very long mm-hmm. time. So when we came in, I think we were the only offers and they, they took it. So um, in terms of adulting, in um, terms of like buying, um, it really depends on what you're looking for. If you're, look, if you're an individual who kind of moves around a lot, I would definitely say renting is your option. Mm-hmm. So if you're always moving from one location to another, to another, to another, rent. You can rent a condo, you can rent a townhouse, you can rent an apartment. But I would say definitely rent. If you're stationary or you have kids and you're stationary, definitely buying a house. And um, it really helps if your partner or even if yourself, you know things about um, buying a home. There's a lot of things that I learned now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a little too late. <laughs> Um, had I known that before, I don't know if we would have purchased this place. Mm. Case in point, I don't know if the world has heard, but last week, Sunday, I got a text message about, uh, an incident, quote unquote incident that was happening at the Pickering nuclear power plant. I didn't even realize how close I am to that power plant. I had no idea. So there are things that I'm learning now that I wish I had known before. For example, really get yourself familiar with an area. And I don't mean like what's around the block, what's down the street. Are you close to a <laughs> nuclear power plant? If you are, you need to get some KI. I had no idea I had to get KI pills. And I was a part of this forum um, of mothers who were talking about it, and a lot of them felt ill-prepared. So it was kind of like a wake-up call for a lot of us. If this was an actual situation, we were not prepared for it. There were some mothers that said, oh, my God, I couldn't find my, my pills. I can't find my kit. I'm like, I didn't even know there was a nuclear power plant. <laughs> so... Adulting, if you're going to buy a house or rent, you really yeah. need to know your area. And I don't mean like the grocery no, store, no, no. the mall. I mean like, like I said, it's a nuclear power plant. Um, I know in the States, for example, you could even find out if you're in proximity of a child. Um, a child yeah. I think they have it here in Canada too, if I'm not mistaken. See? I think. I'm not 100% See? sure. So they do, do they have that? Because I know in the States it's a website. So you can log on to the website. You could type in your address. And they could tell you if there's a child predator, a convicted child predator close by. I don't know if we have that here. I feel like Canada wouldn't do that. Because they believe in like second chances. And 
Yes, exactly. And, Where's the safety? We don't, we don't have, uh, what's it called? Death penalty. You can kill somebody no. and go to jail for 15 years. Don't come here, people. Do not. I'm joking. <laughs> like, I'm trying to like, yeah, no, don't. Yeah. stay wherever you are. Don't come to Canada. <laughs> yeah, please. We don't, plus, uh, Canada is very strict on people coming yeah. in. So if you, have, um, if you have a felony or any charges, okay. you might not be able to enter Canada yeah. to That's live. Little Wayne, he knows. So pff, ask Chris Brown. Yeah. He knows. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> so um, I would say in terms of adulting, if you're in terms of buying property or renting property, know which one. I guess a realtor would give you that information. A realtor at the end of the day will kind of like okay one thing I didn't like about a realtor is like when we got here okay when we were coming for this location to purchase we came like one mm. o'clock in the afternoon right and like it's a quiet neighbor na- neighborhood there's nothing blah 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 and we never paid attention but there's actually a school there's two schools so there's a high school up the street and literally like like an L shape, there's like schools at both ends. And so oh. every morning, it's hectic traffic right in front. Because literally, like, because we're at the corner. So up the street is a high school, down the street, like if you go east, west, I don't know how. Well, anyways, you guys get my concept. There's an elementary school. So it's like you're literally stuck in traffic for almost 20 minutes every morning. You know what I mean? And it's like, maybe it's something but, uh, I should have looked into, but it was not even like an. Like, I didn't even look into it, right? So it's like, and she, she gassed me up. It's a beautiful neighborhood. There's nothing there. Look at daycare right next. It's beautiful, beautiful parks. And it's like, that was like a big thing. But see, here's the thing now. Now that we know where we kind of were blindsided, the next place that you're looking we'll be for. Exactly. You'll know you have to ask what you know what questions to ask. You know what you're going to be looking for. Like I'm going to do a hello. Like let's say I know we're not going to, but let's say we leave this location for another townhouse. If it's owned by a condo corp, we're definitely doing our research on the condo mm-hmm. corp. Right, that is one thing I will definitely tell people. If you're looking to buy a townhouse and it's owned, but do your research on them because the last thing you want to do is buy it and deal with incompetent okay. people. Because it is the most frustrating thing. But now that we've had the experience that we had, it's so funny because I was talking to my partner, like, after everything that we've been through, yes, location is nice. We're not too far from um, a public school. We're more ways away from a high school, but or elementary, we're, we're in walking distance. With all the information that we have now and the situation that we are in right now, you have still gone for this house? And he said, yes. And I'm like, I'm going to say a hard no. (laughs) A hard no. No. I mean, yes, the school is in walking distance, but there were certain things like now that I'm here that is like, it's not meeting my checklist. Like, nope, not meeting that. Not meeting that. So I would definitely encourage if you're, you're going to be looking for a place, definitely do your Mm -hmm. homework. I don't know if a realtor would like give you all that information. Maybe you're right. Maybe their goal is just to, I don't know. Um, Lucky for us, my um, partner's brother-in-law is a realtor and he really kind of took care of us. 
So um, we were lucky in that sense. That, yeah, we were lucky in that sense. Um, I don't. The only thing is that I had, like, again, I had no idea that it was a nuclear power plant close by. My brother's sister knew, so she kind of educated me. I was like, oh, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> and she explained to me what I would need. Now, mind you, I've read reviews saying that this thing has been functioning for 50 years and there's never been an quote-unquote incident but you know like just be vigilant when you're an adult and adulting honestly it just kind of (laughs) sucks I mean there's some nice parts about it like but I just kind of find myself like reminiscing on the journey to adulthood you know like I'm just like reminiscing on like the days where I met my partner and the dates that we went and I was just like we're parents hi How's your day? It's good. How's yours? Sleep. (laughs) Have a good night. Night. Bye. Can't wait to go to sleep. That's it. Yeah. Or I can't wait to get the kids to sleep so that I could just sit in front of the TV and just veg for a minute. You know, like I just find myself reminiscing on those, those, that time leading up to where I'm at now. Uh, I'm sure everybody has that moment where they kind of like look back and go, yeah, those were the days. Mm. But, I mean, I'm hoping it gets better. I'm hoping I win the lottery. There you go. <laughs> I'm hoping I win the lottery because that would help. But mind you, I'm saying this and I don't even play the lottery ball. So how am I going to How are you going to win, girl? I don't even play. <laughs> so, but, yeah, that's how I perceive adulting. At least, I think it's okay. I'm not going to say it sucks. No, it's it's nice like for example uh, it's nice to have my own place to call this my home for uh 27 years montreal was my home for 27 years i lived with my parents in montreal um during the last four years i had moved to toronto and i was kind of in that part of like i'm still looking for home now that we've got our own place or our house here um it's starting to feel like home so I like that aspect of it. Um, not, no, no one loves paying bills. Yeah. I, I want to meet somebody who likes to pay bills because I think that's the most corruptiest part of it. But at the end of the day, you kind of write your own story. Yeah. And if you're going to adults, you really need to be smart about how you're going to how you're going to write your story because at the end of it you have to be happy with what you, you, the transition you went through and then the final destination mm-hmm. or else it's going to be a problem. <laughs> so, yep. That's my two cents on adulting. What about you? Mine's, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> adulting is just, it's just a journey. Like I said, it's like, it really is a journey. And then I think that you just learn a lot of things along the way that, I don't know. I may not have seen yeah easy. Like it's hard. It sucks. You know, there's so many things that there's so many components to being an adult. And I mean, if you're alive, you've made it so far. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not that bad. Yeah. I mean uh, you asked me this the wrong week when adulting has been so hard this week. But honestly, oh, it's, girl. it's it's I mean it's a journey. I know. It's a journey. I know. It's 
That's oh, I know. You don't even need to tell me. I think we're both on yeah. this journey together. <laughs> <laughs> we're both on this journey together of adulting. Yeah. Um, and I'm just hoping that it gets a little bit more easier for the both of us. And for anybody else listening to this, if you're going through something, you'll be yes, you will. Yes, you I will. promise you. So, yeah. Anything that you want to end, end on a note? Uh, anything? Um, guys, love. Spread the love. I think that's like my motto this year, 2020. Spread the love. Spread the like, love. Just spread the love. And I find that like love makes the world go round and, you know, just love. Love. Give out love. So you're about you're about giving out yes. love, receiving love, love. And I'm about enjoy the now. Mm. Enjoy the now because you don't know what tomorrow is in store for you. What do they say? Um, you learn some of it like you learn from the past. Something about like the future. Oh my god, I should really know my quotes <laughs> if I'm gonna mess. But just along the lines of the present is a gift. Oh, so, I like that. Yeah, the present is a gift. The future is unknown. The present is a gift. So live in the now. So that's going to be my thing. I'm forever living in the now because I don't know what tomorrow going to bring. I don't know if I'm going to see tomorrow. My so, boy, exactly. Let's live for that's what you got to love. Give all your love that you can today because tomorrow you don't know if you're going to see the person that you live with or the person you love that's with your true. family members. You know, love guys. Just, just that's true. Off. That's true. Well, I guess we're going to end it yes. here. So, guys, don't forget to subscribe as well as um, share it. Share it to all your friends on all platforms, whether that's Facebook, Instagram. Um, don't forget that um, we have our Instagram page. You can follow us at A Shot of Melon, and we will catch you guys in the next podcast. Yes, and don't be shy, guys. Message us. Hey. Send us yes. what you guys Send want to us talk about next. You know, we're open. Yes. We don't bite. We're open to it. So you can slide DMs. up in our DM. <laughs> Add a shot of melanin on our Instagram handle. Um, Anchor has this wonderful option where you can um, send us a voice message so you could send us a message and we could hear you guys and just giving us feedbacks or uh, you could give us suggestions even so definitely use it if if you want if you don't like I said you want us to hear your voice you can just slide up in our DMs we don't buy <laughs> so see you guys in the next podcast bye guys bye, bye guys <laughs>